Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome to another episode of the Racing Previews podcast. Group on racing and action continues up there in the Sunshine State, but as always, we've got a brilliant car down south at headquarters. It's just myself and Will Alford uh, on the show this week. Bot, how you doing, mate? Yeah, just us this week. Um, it looks it looks like a pretty good meeting. I don't love it as much as I normally do for a Flemington meeting, but there are a couple bets. There's no. It looks pretty looks pretty straight to me. There's no no real um, horses at the top of the market that I think are really really wrongly priced it's just i think it looks pretty relatively straight and hopefully we can find a couple edges every week the... or every flemington meeting during winter i look at the acceptances and i go this is a terrible card and then wednesday turns into thursday turns into friday yeah and i end up having lots of bets yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. fine angles eventually it's, it's just the way it is um, what do we think in track wise it's a soft five at the moment rail goes out to the nine meter position any thoughts around that? There could be a bit of rain on the day. Well, if it's if there's rain on the day, then I guess that's interesting. It's just Flemington, I guess. It's if it if there's rain on the day, then adapt. But then if not, then it's just typical Flemington and just just bet like you normally would. I guess it's, you don't have to think about these things too much. I only really think about like really a bias or anything when I'm betting at Moody Valley. And we're not when are we back at Moody Valley? I sort of miss it. <laughs> not till late July. Oh, fuck, that's a yeah, while. I miss it a little bit as well, but it's kind of good to get away from it a bit and focus on football. Yeah. Uh, yeah, July 29, I reckon, is a Saturday meeting. That's the last official meeting of the season. Then we got August 12, then we roll into early September, Cox Plate Qualifier Day, all the rest of it. Mm, shit. 
Yep, right, comes okay. around quick. All right, let's go to race one, nice and early for the punters. 11.50 a.m. It is a two-year-old event, 1,200 metres down the straight. Number one is Cadigo, comes over from New Zealand and gets Blake Shin, is $3.40. Stepardi is $3.80. Sunsource, $4.40. Uh, how do you say that? Shawsy? Shawsy, yeah. Shawsy is $4.60. Uh, the market's saying they're the only four chances in, in the race because you go out to the debutants. Perovich, $13 and longer the rest. But I reckon you are keen on the one, draws one. We were speaking about it earlier. Tell us a bit more about Cadigo. Um, yeah, I think this is just about my best bet of the day, actually. It um, comes up pretty early, so... You can get this right and then worry about the, the rest later. I think, I think like this horse is um, priced up against uh, Stepardi, who's coming off a, a Ballarat maiden. Um, it's a half to scissor step and um, some nice sectionals and it was back that day, but um, it's coming up against Cadigo, who's coming over from Trentham and the, the, the horse that ran third since won a Group One. I know it's, I know it's. New Zealand Group Ones, but it's it's still Group One form versus a, a Ballarat Maiden, and and the I don't like obviously I don't have like the averages or anything, but the the raw sectionals sort of like it stacked up pretty well against um, Levante in its last sort of four hundred meters. So um, yeah, and and we're on the fastest splits of the day on debut. So Blake Chin goes on. They always sort of like to be coming up the rail on uh, with two year olds, and I think. I think he's a pretty good bet. Sunsource, who I've got second pick, is um, was impressive on debut at Ballarat, but um, this horse, this horse, I sort of get the feeling that it's a it wants maybe fourteen six hundred meters, and that sort of stayed on well in a strongly run um, testing sort of surface at Ballarat, um, and then went to Doombin and, and the Gold Coast, and, and couldn't couldn't write couldn't quite quicken with the the sort of squibbier um, two-year-olds, so uh, yeah, and then and then you like Stepard is inside for uh, three to one. Um, I could like I, I sort of thought I'd be backing Stepard at fifteen to one rather than like inside inside three to one. So yeah, um, Cardigo is a looks like a pretty bet, um, pretty good bet to have, and, and it's been gold too. So yeah, I, I liked it a lot to be honest. Yep. I'll pick up where you left off from. I'm pretty keen on Cadego as well. Um, this horse does return as a gelding. I think that's massive. Uh, obviously, Waikato are bringing out the right horses at the moment. Um, I love the fact that he's been adaptable. Like he led on debut over a thousand meters and was tough all the way to the line. Shook off the the runner up. She turns heads. That was then, a sit and sprint though. That race, and he he out sprinted them. Yeah. And Even then, though it did look like he got tough them, he just sprinted them because he's fast. <laughs> yeah, and then last start at Trentham, he kind of came from off the speed and, and was really dominant through the line late. Um, I love that stepping up to 1,200 metres. Uh, as you touched on, his sectionals were really good late. And the other really key point you touched on was the fact he's drawn barrier one. Like A lot of people don't really realise how much of an advantage that is down the, the straight for these two-year-olds because they're so used to finding a rail. So... Some of the ones out wider, they get a bit lost. They get a bit wayward. They don't know what they're doing. But this horse will just be able to find the rail, go through his gears, love the step up to 1,200. Um, and, yeah, he's a bet for me. I did backstep Artie on debut, and this thing was absolutely steamed off the map. Um, 
it was a really good win, but I just think this this New Zealand thing has a bit more upside and the market's starting to gravitate towards him. So yeah, pretty happy that way in the first. You know, you know, um Cordigo's dad is um a half to incentivize. I just figured that out today. I didn't, but I know I know I do know Androsson. I've never heard of I never heard of it before. I looked it up and it's a half to incentivize. I do you know. know. Mm. All right, let's go on to the second race. It is over twenty five hundred and twenty meters. That's obviously just because the the railing positions that extra twenty meters. Benchmark mm. hundred. Diagula steps up to twenty five hundred for the first time. He's three dollars seventy favorite. Swords drawn four dollars eighty. Teofilo Star has turned into a bit of a star over the jumps. Is five fifty. Never again eight dollars. Alakahan eight fifty. The Good Fight eight fifty. Hopeful nine fifty and rolls $10. So a bit of a compressed sort of market. We've got nine horses under, or double figures and under. Um, tell us which way you're going now. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a, a really good race to bet in. Um, uh, the favourite's Dagula, and I don't think it'll stay um, 2,500. Sort of, sort of pretty soft the last sort of bit at Sandown. It was a strongly run race, but uh, I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, they won't probably won't go too hard here, but yeah, I, I couldn't say that I, I loved it up to twenty five hundred meters. Um, the two horses I'm going to be backing. I've already backed Alakahan. I think it's a, a great bet. I love the sectionals. Um, pretty much throughout the entire prep, it's been trans. It was transferred to to Freeman's uh, from the Freeman's to Kieran Ma Davies to this prep, and I love I love that. Like um. Freemans aren't known for their their staying horses, and, and obviously Kieran Moore and Dave Um He was really good alongside Explosive Jack from the back of the field um, in the Sydney Cup, and and then uh, off thirty five days behind Luna Flair in the um, uh, the twenty eight hundred meter race. I forget what it's called. The, the Andrew Ramsden. Um, yeah. Um, you sort of held up, and the, and the splits were really, really strong late. So, um, I think you can probably sit a bit closer here, a lot closer actually. And like he, he was dead set giving him fifteen lengths. He sit, he was sit a lot closer here, and I, I really, really, really like it. It's about I got it five dollars, so I've got it the same price as Dagula and and Swords Drawn. I think should be favourite. Um, can't really knock it. It's just been going around and being a really consistent horse. Like it was. It won that race at Mooney Valley, um, and then it ran, ran a really um, competitive race behind um, Goldman, and like that form's good enough for, the, for this. It, it ran third there, and, and then ran third in the in the Warrnambool Cup. It sort of holds that form, and I think it's right up to these. And Celine Gordry's flying, especially on horses that'll go forward. So um, yeah, like Tiafilo Star, it's going awesome over the jumps, but it's it is over the jumps, so. <laughs> Like five fifty, I thought was ridiculous. Um, hopeful was limited. I know it gets Blake Shin and I'll go four, but it, I thought it was pretty limited. And the two Reese Goodwin horses were were both really well weighted um, here, but I sort of couldn't couldn't get them any and shorter than the market. Like I, I would have thought that Alakaham was a much better chance and horses like Never Again and uh, the Good Fight and, and especially Tiafilo Star. So um, Alakaham probably the main bet, and then Swords Drawn or also have something on too this could be a very short podcast because we're agreeing a lot early in the card here um when i saw diagula go up favorite for this Lovely. race 
I thought uh, this is a great opportunity to bet because I've got massive queries on him staying 2,500 metres as well. Um, I think he's got a, a dynamic sh- sort of short and sharp sprint, but I think I think this extra 500 metres is going to see him out. I think he's better suited around that 2,000 sort of range. Um, Swords drawn is just doing absolutely nothing wrong. He carried 57.5 in the Warrnambool Cup last start. Um, probably just a, a little bit heavy, like that was a, a complete bottomless track. Um, he'll turn the tables on rolls here. Get Celine Gordray's two kilo claim. Um, obviously, he's got the the track and trip form. Two starts back, he he sorry three starts back now. He ran third in the Roy Higgins behind Goldman and Sulcum. Those two are being you know touted as potential cups horses. Um, and yeah, just back onto a, a slightly drier surface here. Hopefully, Celine has him nice and forward. She did slaughter him one day at the Valley um, when it got beaten by Eaton. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was probably one of her worse rides for the whole year. Um, I can't She'll see, go I forward envision, on this from Barrier 2. Yeah, I don't envision that happening again. It'll um, probably the, lead, to be honest. The other thing that Diagula is, is, is doing is he's, he's on the backup after a bit of a poor one. So there's always queries around that. Um, and then Alakan, I'm completely with you. Um, this horse was off 35 days last start in a brutally run race, carried 58 and a half kilos in a much harder race. Now drops four and a half kilos. I know you're not a massive weights man, uh, Wilbur, but over these staying trips, it, it does mean something. Um, he will get a better setup here. He'll be a lot more forward in the run, and he's been completely off the map this afternoon betting. He's been $13 into sort of 8.50. So. Love to see that support, um, and you can just me. you can poke <laughs> you can poke holes in so many horses in this field. Um, TFL star jumper, never again was well held last start. The good fight went around at 40, 50 to one last start. You've got to take eight fifty now. Hopeful has been okay. Is he looking for twenty five hundred meters? Maybe, but still sort of one dimensional. And then Rolls had his birthday in the Warnable Cup and probably came back to his level last start. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty easy to have a bet here, I thought. Yeah, absolutely agree. All right, I won't be having a bet here, but we'll go on to race five. It's a 2,000-metre contest. Son of Solly is $4.80. First Immortal, $5. Oceans Above, $7. Reservoir Dog, $8.50. Ain't He Grand, $9.50. Got to be Savvy, $10. And Verifier, $10. I should probably mention King's Crossing because you've backed him a couple of times. Is that the horse you're finding or not? No, no, I've dropped off him. Um, Jumped off him. Yeah, he's. I thought he it was weird. He. I thought. No, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, two horses I'm betting here. Uh, Reservoir Dog, who was um, really good at Warrnambool, off the map there, and um, really like some of the quickest late sections of the day. And it was it was late in the card too, I think. So after a lot of usage of the track and and yeah, it was really good sectionally first up as well. Went to 2,500 metres in the SA Derby and was it was held up for a run at the back of the field. Just got way, way, way too far back. Um, and he, he was really, really strong through the line there as well. The 200 of the post was faster than the forward of the two. I love, love seeing that. Um, he'll be a lot more forward from barrier five. Um, back in trip, yes, but I'm happy to just sort of ignore that. Um, I think it's a... You can get $9 or so. I think that's a, a very fair sort of price. Um, 
And then the other horse I'm really wanting to be with is Ain't He Grand, who was, uh, um, who was good, pretty much this entire preparation. Like he, he, he was good sectionally behind Sequestered, who was backed off the map to win the the Oaks lead up. Didn't do anything, but was the market had an opinion of it, and then was was beaten a length in the um the main lead up for the Derby, or the not the main lead up the um. What's the one that's called the the week out from week out from the Derby? What's the one the one that Major Bill was running? Superimpose. Yeah, oh, something I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, and then and then it went to to um the Rose Hill. No, not the Rose Hill again. It's the two thousand meter race behind Osipenko and um and uh what's the Godolphin horse name that I like? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, Pericles. Pericles. <laughs> Pericles. Yeah. Anyway, um. Yeah, it led, led it led there, but it, it did get beat um, four and a half lengths, but it was beat by Osipenko and Pericles, and then it put the the blinkers on last time at the at Morfordville in the SA Derby and threw its head off the entire race. So just pretty easy to figure if the blinkers come off and you and it'll position forward from Barrier Three with Ben Allen on. Um, you sort of rate him up to to what he did at at the two thousand meter run at, at Randwick then. Um, He's a lot shorter than eleven dollars, so it's pretty easy to have a bet there. But like the first two in the market are coming off a Flemington lead up, like Son of Solly, First Immortal. I don't know what they do with First Immortal from Barrier Twelve. It's a little bit tricky, I would have thought. Um they'll probably go four, but they might have to work for it. And then Son of Solly um can be slow away, so Barrier Two will be interesting, but he's got the, the hot apprentice on, so and he was pretty good um sectionally as well last time but he, this is still his first preparation he was off 36 days last time and he's in a great camp but um yeah he's um this is his seventh start and his first ever preparation at 2000 meters so he um, got a win yesterday of it. the uh the young man yeah he did oh, i was gonna mystery back moment off. john oh, no i didn't they're back that's the reason why mm. to, they've had a couple of wins now so no i should have backed it but i didn't anyway <laughs> potentially they're not a negative at the moment no no they're not going as bad as people think, I don't think. Mm. I think it's just because there's so many eyes on them. Obviously, they just dominate. Yeah, because they've got such good horses. But yeah, it's exactly just West, right. Western Empire who's gone, unfortunately. Who's such a good yeah. horse? Oh, you know, um, Superstorm is going. Um, what is he? He's going into the Stradbroke, like first up. I'm pretty sure. So that'll be. Does he get a run? Yeah, he'll get a run. He's. Is he yeah. the one that won the All Star Mile? In 2019? No, he ran second. One. That was Regal Power. Yeah. yeah. Superstorm yeah. won a fan. And he's yeah. won a couple yeah, other right. decent races. But yeah, he ran mm. second in the All-Star Mile. Mm. All right, history lesson. We're going to race six. It is a three-year-old event over 1,400 metres. Uh, Grey River is my best bet of the day. I'm just going to say that right now. $3.30. Go and snap it up now, punters, because I reckon I might start with a two. Brun King, $6.50. Private Jumbo, $6.50. Castilian, $10. The Prodigal Sun, uh, Prodigal Sun, $11. Sweeten, $12. Uh, I'm a massive fan of how these horses come back. This preparation, Grey River, I was super, super keen to back her when she duly accepted at Flemington and Morfordville the other week. She went to Morfordville. She ran second. Uh, in the Proud Miss Group 3 behind Snapped, who bounced back to some of her better form. Um, I think that group of mares is quite a high-class group. You've got Snapped, Grey River, 
hypothetical, Foxicon, I am Bene. Um, I think all of them would be hard to beat in a race like this. I know it is only mare's form, but this is a, a step back in grade. She's now fourth up. Uh, she steps up to 1,400 metres. Um, we saw her, she actually started favourite in the Desirable Stakes track and trip 1,400 metres last spring at Flemington, and she was just touched off late by Rosita. She sat second in the run there with Damien Oliver. She now gets Blake Shin from Barrier 2, so she's going to get the absolute dream run. Um, and it, you can just poke holes in a lot of her opposition here, like Brung King comes through a benchmark 64 win at Sandown last start, and then horses was like Clive Jumbo. Was good, but I just feel like it has to come up to Grey level, Grey River's level here. Clive yeah. Jumbo was really good last start at Fleming behind Euphoric, but he's drawn 14, so Bo Merton's got his Do work They just go up. forward, don't they? Private Jumbo. Yeah. It's I thought not, he just lead. Sometimes... He led two back at Geelong, but I don't know if it's just as easy as that. Maybe. Could be cast wide. Castilian is a typical Patrick Payne get back, hit the line sort of horse. It's drawn one. No, so it'll be more cast. forward. But it'll be like three back defence or something. But they'll try and be forward. It'll still be behind Grey River. Um, yeah, yeah. And it'll yeah. still have a bit of traffic. So I think she's weighted to win as well. 57 kilos. I don't know. I just feel like she ticks so many boxes here. If it rains, that won't bother her at all. She's actually got better form on, on softer tracks than dry. So, yeah, I, I think she's very, very hard to beat. Yeah, I sort of think... I don't know. I've got it $3.40. I don't... I don't know. Um, What's a da private jumbo, I guess? Sorry? What are you, what are you saying dangers-wise? Well... Private Jumbo and Brung King, but I don't know. Well, it, d it depends what they do with Private Jumbo. If they go forward, then I think it's a chance. But if they don't, then I think it's got none. So, well, if they go back on Private Jumbo, then Grave is probably a bet. But if they don't, then Private Jumbo is probably a bet. Like I don't know um, what's going to lead here. Like Grave River could find herself in front. I don't know. She yeah, she probably could, but I don't know. I don't, I don't want to trust trainers to do the right thing. That's a big <laughs> query for me. Um, it should be, it should just go forward, but it is 1,400 metres and you've got to make a decision before the jump. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll get like a tactics change, but it's not like it's like a drastic tactics change. So, I, I guess if they go, if, they, if they're saying they're going to go back, then they'll, they'll probably have to put a tactics thing in. So then, I don't know. But yeah, Brung King I sort of liked, but then I didn't. And, yeah, I could end up just... I don't know, I'll probably just stay out of this race, to be honest. <laughs> Grain know. everyone up. Just back yeah. at punters. Yeah, just um, back it, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty keen. All right, let's go I, to... I feel like it's like it's one of those ones where I feel like it should be... It, it, like, it just should be a bet, but, like, I, I sort of... You were keen, you were keen a couple a weeks oh, ago, weren't you? It, it would have pissed in last week. Two yeah. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That was a pretty low race. Mm. And the figure she ran over in Adelaide... Surely would have won. What, what what was the what was the other race last week? What was that? What race was that? Two weeks ago. Yeah. It was just a fourteen hundred. It was it was a similar race, but it was probably worse. Mm. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think I think Brun King's a good horse, but I just think it wants a lot further than fourteen hundred meters. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Mm. 
Maybe I need to soften on private jumbo. I don't know. All right, race seven, anyway. 2,000 meter, benchmark 84. The very annoying thing with this race is there is quite a few dual acceptors. I'm not sure if you've seen Bot, but yeah. they're everywhere, including number 15, our favorite, Silent Sorrente, and our second favorite, uh, Shayar, $4.60 and $4.80. Alvedon, $8.50. Flash Feeling, $8.50. Azali's also a dual acceptor, $9.50. Raw Hard Hat, $9.50. As good as Sober Gets, $10. Uh, shout out to the boys. Uh, obviously, Tice. Is it just Tice or is it Adrian as well? No, I think, oh, I don't know. I think it's just Tice. I don't know either. I can't keep up with mm. the amount of horses he has. But <laughs> yeah, he's $12. Storm <laughs> King, $14. And Independent Road, $18. Should probably give Quay Quay a mention as well. He was a good last start winner at Sandown. Which way are you siding out? I don't or know. You're not really yeah. having a bet here. Yeah, tell us. Um, I think Flash Feeling is really ready to do something here fourth up um, he was really really good last start in that race behind Daytona Bay and the hype horse um, Altivo. El, Altivo he's got really good track and trip sort of form um, I think he gets in well after the claim gets in with 56 kilos he's going to get the softest run on the map from barrier 3 Matthew Cartwright has pulled off a, a few good rides on this horse already Stepping up to 2,000 metres is exactly what he wants. It's just been the, been the perfect preparation to sort of peak here. 1,400, 1,600 metres, 1,800 metres. Now he gets the 2,000. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought he was interesting. He can go on soft or dry. That's that's no issues there. If I can get around $10 for him, I could entertain a bet. Um, this Silent Sorrente was pretty dominant last start at Morphville, but do you want to talk to pretty that a bit? Dominant. Yeah, well, it ran a massive rating, but I think it, I don't know, it was a, it could be a bit of an outlier, but it could not be as well, so, it's pretty well bred, it's by, um, by a mare that's had a couple good ones, um, it's, what's, what was the other one, other Sorrento? Um, it's, uh, by Fiorente and Silent Surround. No, Silent Sorrento, but, oh, it's had, it's a, there's another Sorrento that, that's won, like, a Ballarat Cup or something, anyway. Wait, what the um, fuck? Zam, Silent Sorrente, and it's Silent Sorrente. No. No, that no. Silent Sor- the mum is Silent Surround. Oh, Silent Surround. Sorry, I'm reading that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, it's 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 like a... It's like sister to a, a couple of good ones, I think. Anyway. Um, yeah, it gets Linda on. Um, and, yeah, it bolts it in. The, the, the time was incredibly fast. Um, and it won by five links so I don't really know what to do with it like if if it's here I'm betting but like it wouldn't be like a confident confident bet but also it probably should be as well so I'm a little bit great up on the race I'm I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm great up on Silent Sorrento because it was such a massive peak mm. um, it's going to be interesting if they do come here or stay in Adelaide like Azalea oh, actually go to Adelaide did, I think Azalea did beat it two starts back it was three back for yeah. Silent Sorrento, and then it it went to Ballarat and bolted in again. So, yeah, but Silent Sorrento went Last to a, a new level. Yeah, yeah, it was like completely different. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I sort of hope Silent Sorrento goes to Adelaide, so so I don't get really grayed up. 
Mm. Um, Shayar's sort of interesting was good late sectionals, but um, you see so many imports. I don't know if you've noticed this, but so many imports sort of come off 200, 300 days first up, and they, they're all like really, really good first up, and they always have a flashing light on them, and then they just sort of do nothing for the rest of the prep. Like, um, happened with Blue Cup. on the radio the other day. Really? Because I feel like the trainers are saying when they're first up, they've still got a bit of freshness in their legs and they can sprint well and be that sort of flashing light run over the mile first up and then they can kind of just go to shit second, third up because they just kind of yeah. lose that zest a bit. Yeah, I, that's what I sort of think as well. I don't, I don't know why, why it's a thing. Maybe it's just the way Australian trainers train with these sorts of horses. But um, like it happened with Blue Cup, who's also racing in this race. Happened with... Um, I don't know. There's heaps of them. They're all like Kiramar horses. That they all, they're, they're always really good, and some of them just um, sort of go by the wayside a bit after that. But um, yeah. Um, yeah anyway, I, I, if Silent Sorrento comes out, then yeah, I'll, I'll probably just leave this race. To be honest, it's just a bit of a head fuck. Well, we got to give as as good as Sober gets a bit of love oh, for the yeah. boys. It obviously yeah. first start in Australia. Went to Canterbury, bit of a leader's track, but it did hug the fence and, and uh, it was a pretty dominant sort of win. What do you think of his sort of chances stepping up to 2,000 metres here? Do you have any uh, numbers overseas? Yeah, yeah, I do. So he, 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 he got beaten eight lengths by protagonist who he saw come out and win a race in, at Sydney. And um, yeah, he, he ran a career peak at Canterbury first up, which is interesting. But um, I'll also say um, <laughs> that uh, that he the the uh, the right you had to be on the rail like it was essential um, like it, the six out of six um, like were on the rail under under sixteen hundred meters every single one was under the rail on um, um, Ford and and like it was leading pretty much so. Canterbury yeah. can get like that, hundred percent. Yeah, it was like it was a very hot row, and you had to lead. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and like the same thing with Storm King. Like Storm King is a has had seventeen starts and um, ran a enormous um, career peak. So I'm sort of thinking that he comes off it, or they both come off it. But I, I hope he hope he goes well. But I just sort of think that he was lucky last time. Alvedon draws seventeen. Can yeah, we see him I don't just know. Coming, do you reckon he just gets across easy, or is it not a? Well, not he should, that? but I don't know. I don't. I don't trust them enough to <laughs> to do that. Snitch. Doesn't Dean Watling do do? Um, he does. He does first light, first light racing's um, sort of form. So it'll be going forward. Don't worry about that. Really, I'll ask him. I'll make sure. Because yeah. may, maybe Alvedon's interesting if he if Silencer and T comes out. Yeah, and he's got the cheat code apprentice on as well. All right, we've done that race to death given we don't have anything real confident, but let's go on <laughs> yeah. to race eight. It is the VRC community plate over 1,400 metres. I'd say this is you'd say this is the feature of the day. A couple of nice horses. I guess so. Um, it's our time, $4.40. Good last start winner. Jimmy the Bear was really good first up. He's $6.50. King Magnus, God bless him, $7.50. Frankie Pino, $9.50. Morvada, $10.00. Crosshaven eleven dollars, Sir Davy twelve dollars, Manhattan Times twelve dollars, Bee Hunter fourteen dollars. Um, I I backed King Magnus last start, and 
I sort of want to stick with him here. Um, you can kind of get around the $8 mark. I thought he was really, really good first up, um, flashing home from sort of a, an unwinnable position behind Cardinal Gem. And then last start, he repaid the Believers. Look, we know this horse's game. It's usually get back and run on. He did have the absolute dream run last start. So I will counter that by saying it probably won't be as easy here. But I just think he's a 1,400-meter sort of 1,600-meter winter specialist who can pick off a lot of these races, um, gets him with 58.5 kilos after the claim. He goes up only one kilo for the last start win. And I think I think he, f- he finished full of running there. Um, yeah, if I can kind of get $8, I'll probably end up backing him. Um, he's been a good horse to me. And, and for a horse that does get back in his races, he's actually got an incredible record. Like he's 29 starts, eight wins, and six runners-up efforts. Um, it's pretty rare to see a horse that is usually a get-back run-on horse to have such a such a good winning strike rate. So he's done nothing wrong by me. Um, I can see myself backing him again. Yeah, he's a good, consistent sort of horse. Um, I'm backing Dirty Crosshaven in this. Oh. Um, I think a race is perfect for him. Um, he, all of his sort of um, best efforts are of 21 days or, or more so I don't know maybe that's just a, a coincidence but they sort of I think they sort of have made a, an effort to space his races so maybe they think the same thing um, he's a Flemington 1400 meter specialist and um, I thought he was really good at Bendigo behind Imperial Lad and then the last two in strongly run strongly enough run races and he's been pretty good so I think I think it's a, a, a nice bet. If price. Nico was here right now, he'd be telling yeah. me this horse has no heart. So I, <laughs> I better I better do that and say, "Bot, what the fuck are you thinking? This horse has no heart." The trainer even came out during the week and said he's scared of the winning post. <laughs> he's won he's won six races. So. He has he has, but he's he's been there. To I, th- win I think his times. problem is like he's 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 too good for a level below this, but not good enough in this sort of grade. But I think I think this is a a weak sort of um it, this is like a it's like a the favorite the last it's a, start, isn't it? Where they ran one two uh, King Magnus and I don't know. No, I think it's a bit different like King Magnus's um goes up in the weight and uh, gets a much trickier map. Um mm. it's our time the favorite's got to get to 1400 meters and is a yo-yo. Actually no he's not. I said he was a yo-yo somewhere before but I don't think he is he's he's a pretty good horse um, Jimmy he's the Bear's second I don't know if he like he gets 1400 metres but I just feel like King Magnus is going to be running over him late mm. yeah maybe but I don't know um, but Jimmy the Bear I think they'll just go back from 15 happy to Castrol. be against it yeah Morvada can Morvada's a Morvada's Morvada it's a decent enough horse if you want to have something on Morvada then um, I wouldn't tell you not to Sir Davies first fourth. up yeah probably you'll back at each way um, it'll run fourth like last yeah, yeah it's that sort of horse um, Sir Davies first up Manhattan Times is an Adelaide horse that's got okay form um, that's never been a 1400 metres Charterhouse is half interesting but they'll go back Bullfinch I don't know um, Junipal is interesting one time Turak was it Turak or the Saripa Clark I think um, no Turak yeah. 
Turok. Um, yeah, hand, Turok handicap favourite. Um, half to Palantino. Um, and that's about it. So I think I think this is this Frankie. is. Frankie, you didn't mention Frankie. No, I don't think he's got any. To be honest. Yeah, it was a bit of an indifferent run in the Goodwood. Like he ran the fastest last two hundred, but the wheels were spinning early in the straight, and then he picked up again. Like he got a. Yeah, I think he just needs a, a wet track. I think he needs a wet track to, to sort of keep up with them. Might get it. Yeah, true, maybe. But yeah, I think Chris Haven's a, a nice, nice enough price to have something on him. He's a very yeah. consistent horse. He just he just sort of finds one too good yeah. most of the time. I will say, if this was 1,600 metres, I'd probably be even keener on King Magnus because that probably would have played into his hands a bit more. But Yeah, yeah you'd probably like to see him go up and trip, actually. Yeah, 100%. The day he won the Cranbourne Cup, that was an all-time Oh, fight. yeah, down the outside. Yeah. yeah. Lucky King. Yeah. All right, shall we go north to yep. Eagle north. Farm? Uh, it's a good four at the moment. They're saying it's probably going to be hard and far, so... Um, it always is up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a bit of a... Uh, what's the word you use? A bit of a, re- a reputation for being this very hard and fast sort of track, even when it does rain, but apparently it's changed a little bit, but it still is a bit like that. Um, we kick off in race five it is the magic millions national classic for the phillies and mares got some good prize money attached to this race five hundred thousand dollars um foxy frito's two dollar twenty favorite princess rani's seven dollars kiku eight dollars frumos eight fifty philosophile ten dollars osmos twelve dollars and san tiro fourteen dollars did you have any thoughts here foxy frito was a big last start winner obviously at Melville. Oh, no real thoughts, but I thought the race was interesting. Like, it's um, Foxy Freed has been really good this prep. She's better than she's ever been this prep, actually. And um, just off pure rating, she's probably about a dollar fifty chance. But um, you've got to contend with a tricky map. Um, and But then you also, like, the other key dangers in the market are, are all Chris Waller horses drawn wide. So. Um, there's that too. So like Kiku, Thalassophile, Frumos are probably the next best sort of horses in the race and, and they're all, well, you'd assume they're going to go back because they're Chris Waller horses and and yeah, I don't know. Like if Foxy Frieda holds her form and she can hold a spot midfield, then I would have thought she'd be pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been with her a couple of times this preparation. I think she's very hard to beat. She obviously demolished them last start. In Adelaide, she had a bit of a checkered passage. She had to switch back to the inside. She still lapped them. Um, Party Princess and Sosi Bon. I would say, I would say this is probably a slightly harder race. Um, well, I don't know. I don't think it is. Well, met, what, what did she race last time? I just like, I just feel like there are a couple of horses here that could be a bit deadly if they bring their absolute best. Like Fremont maybe Kiku is. Kiku has a big last 600 metres when she's on. Isn't she really good at Eagle Farm too? Doesn't she, doesn't she like won a couple of races here? Uh, yes. She won the... Did she won this She won this race last year. Yep, there you go. And she was fifth in the... the Stra, is it the Stradbroke? No, no. The, she was um, fifth in the Tats Tiara. Yeah, that's it, yeah. She won the Theo Marks. Um, 
second in on Magic Millions Day. I kind of need to go back and watch her first up run, but well, if she if she runs the the rating she she won it in last year, then she's probably very hard to beat here. But well, she, she's probably just a, just as good a chance at Foxy Freda, but is she going that well? I don't know. Don't, don't know. So not yeah. off last start anyway. I've got Foxy on top. Obviously, last start it was a crawling tempo. She came home in these monster sectionals. Fourth up, yes, dry track. Is that a little bit of an issue going from a heavy eight to a potential good three? Maybe some of her better form is on softer track, so something to consider. I sort of want a better price than what she is right now, even though I take your point, if she does bring her last start, if she brings her last start and the others bring their last start, she probably just wins, but... I just feel like this race isn't quite as straightforward as it seems. So, yeah, it could be a bit of a danger race. Hopefully, we get a little bit better price and it's a bit easier to have a bet. What about what about this um, Osmos? Well, this is what the boys are on the radio kicking up for. Obviously, we just spoke about Dino does some work for Light, uh, First Light. But, yeah, they right. were tipping it at a price. Did they intentionally ride it cold last time why was it why is a gay waterhouse horse ridden cold last time well it missed the start did it not sure right well it was very good late Hmm. and it's got some good overseas numbers so maybe that horse is interesting what price is it it's twelve dollars it's had a bit of specking hopefully they keep backing it and we get i don't know 260 270 foxy well it's got some pretty good numbers in france so yeah, it's a big watch it's for sure. Drawn one, Tim Clark, third up, Gay Waterhouse. I don't know. A lot of ticks. Mm. All right, let's go to race seven. Uh, it is the Star Morton Cup. It's over 1,200 metres, and it features number four, Quantigo, as favourite, $2.80. From Prince of Boom, $4.20. Far Too Easy, six fifty. Clemenceau, eight fifty. Baller, $11. Gravina, $11.00. Guarantee $15. Uh, during the week, like so many people that I've listened to are with Prince of Boom, and I can understand why. Um, he's going to get the softest of runs here, sort of on speed, and I don't think there's anything else really challenging him for the lead. Like Foxy, uh, Frosty Rocks will go forward, but he can't keep up with him here at 1,200 metres, so he'll lead uncontested. He's been really, really good this prep, but I just don't see any improvement in him. So I'm pretty keen on the favourite here, number four, um, Quantico. And even though he has been well-specced, I feel like I'm going against the grain here because I, I, I do think Prince of Boom will have his supporters and he will shorten considerably. Quantico has been whacked, but I feel like I'm going to get closer to $3 plus come race time. He was an absolute moral beaten first up. Um, if you go back and watch that race, it's going. He was locked up on the fence. He still got out late and managed to miss by a nose. That was behind Athalric, the Godolphin horse, who has some decent form himself. I think Eagle Farm is going to suit him down to the ground. Big track. Draws barrier six for James McDonald. We saw J-Mac was back in form last week with a few really good rides and wins. Um, including, obviously, the, the Queensland Derby on Kovalika. 
And yeah, I, I just think this horse has a big number in him and he's definitely going to improve here, second up. He loves dry tracks, doesn't go on the soft, so he should really love this firm surface at Eagle Farm. And I just see him running down uh, Prince of Boom late, who, look, he's been really good, but yeah, as I said, I, I just think Quantico has, has another level in him and I think he can win this race. Yeah, right, okay. Um... I don't, know, I don't have much to add. The um, Quantigo was probably a little bit disappointing last time. That didn't go too hard at, in the... in the. Um, you got to watch the replay, but... Hold on. Oh, for Quantico? Quantico, yeah. Are you talking about Quantico? Or are you talking about... No, I'm talking about Prince of Boom. Yeah. Like, that didn't go Quantico. too hard and, um, in the 10,000. Yeah. And he sort of fell in a hole. He's never really been a horse that's been able to... Like, he's, he's always... All these preparations are sort of three runs, so maybe that's a query for him. Um, yeah, like every single preparation, he's he's had a break. And like literally, the longest prep he's ever had is a three-run preparation. So yeah, maybe maybe point. he's just maybe he's just a fresh sort of horse, and he'll fall off a cliff here, and and Quantico will go to a a big sort of spike. The the late time for Quantico was pretty good, hmm. but, and it was held up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I actually yeah, like okay. that point. I think Prince of Broome could be on a downward trajectory after after he's running the ten thousand, and he had he, he had would, every chance there, didn't he? Yeah, and he'd need to be getting back to, and potentially he could be better at a thousand meters. Maybe not, but no, I wouldn't say he would. He he's not because he's his best run. Oh no, no, his best run. Was being beaten by Rothfire over twelve hundred. Over twelve, yeah, fair yeah. enough. But but he gets a soft map here, so I don't know. It's just tricky. Yeah. Anyway, Quantico runs him down. Pretty keen. I think just wait though. I I do think the mappers will back Prince of Boom, and I think we'll get better than two dollars eighty. That just seems a little bit on the on the skinny side. All right, the day's feature is the Queensland Oaks. Um, it's not much of a feature. This is a pretty pretty wretched Oaks, and we've lost the. <laughs> we've lost the favourite Fireburn, obviously a Golden multiple group on winner. Yep, and she got back in the winners' enclosure last start, and Benny won his bet with Struba. So <laughs> <laughs> good on your Fireburn. That's the main thing. Exactly. She doesn't have to win a ra- another race ever again, and I'm pretty happy. I don't know. I thought she was a, probably a good horse to be able to take on here, actually. But anyway, Renaissance Woman for three dollars sixty, uh, a fairer sweeve. Four sixty, secure girl ten dollars, so dazzling eleven dollars, Presenia March twelve dollars, super chilled thirteen dollars. Right, okay. Well, the Kieran Ma horse should be favourite. And right, okay. I did not. Wasn't favourite. That's I interesting. Agree. Yeah. Why is it not favourite? Uh, I think they just rate the Queensland form better obviously Rothfire was Why? the favorite coming out of the roses and renaissance woman actually started favorite in that race so i think it's just purely off market thinking that forms better and sps oh. renaissance woman was really good um two back i saw the replay it was like a 20 lengths off them and then and then one yeah like quick late time but didn't back it up at at doom and like didn't have like a pr or not a pr but it, was, it doesn't have much skate speed, It was one of speed, the best losing rides of the day, for sure, by Josh Park. Yeah, right. Well, it's got no gate speed. It doesn't look like it can't hold a spot. 
and if, and I don't know. Maybe you just sort of look for the horse that's going to be on speed because it's a average sort of race. I don't know. But I, I'm the, keen. The, I'm keen on a fair a Ferris Weaver for what yeah. it's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I backed her when Fireburn was in the race. I backed her at seven dollars fifty. Not exactly sure what I'm going to get after deductions, but it will probably be around the price she is now. I think that market support will keep going. Um, what has she won? She's won three in a row now, and she's just this progressive filly from the Myron Uses team. I know she's by a Stern, who was a, a sprinter, sort of 1,200, 1,400 metre. He was a miler, was. wasn't he? He got a mile. Don't know if he didn't got he, a Didn't he get... No, he won, I think he, he got a mile, but, he, but didn't he have an injury, so they had to take him back to... Um, I can't really remember. A, I think he, he ran second yeah. in a Cornwall Classic down the straight... Um, behind I think he was the best three-year-old of that what year was what was that in 2016 when they had extreme choice Flying Marty like, yeah Flying and that, there was a couple other ones as well yeah that was a very good year yeah that was probably was, the best he was year right up had. there he was, he was a gun um, mm. but yeah hopefully this this horse look it's only got to run an extra 200 metres it probably won't run 20 on 100 in the Australian Oaks like it had a bit of a wide task off a fast tempo they went eight above to the 600 there um and i thought she was sticking to the line she was strong to the line as much as any of them um probably hit the front a bit soon tugged a lot of the horses into the race i think she's just going to get the butte run here johnny allen's going to send her forward johnny allen's pretty much the king of the derbies in the in the oaks in, in recent years and this camp my own uses they just give you so much confidence of horses stepping up and trip um, I think she's going to be there jogging on the spot ready to pounce she sits in the first four and then you've got renaissance woman behind her um, it could be a good bet in play as well <laughs> yeah mm. yeah it should be favourite I reckon maybe it's just because it's drawn wide but John Allen's better when he's drawn wide yeah I'd agree with that and, as well and that, that was a, a strongly run um, Oaks too like it wasn't it wasn't a great Oaks. It was probably a, a bad Oaks, but it was... They only have to beat what's in front of them, and, and that was a strong... Like, there's no indication that she won't get it. Um, so, I, I think she should be favouring. I think it's stupid that she's not. Well, I'm loving what, you, what you're saying there. Um, any there thoughts on, on So Dazzling? It, it ran second in the ATC Oaks. Isn't it, isn't it just gone now? Like, it's been up for a while, hasn't it? It has. It I was surprised it kept pressing on after that race. It went to the rough habit and it didn't really do much. So, yeah, potentially yeah. end of prep might loom there. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. But well, it's, Craig a bit, Williams it's a bit of a boring on, so. race. Yeah, it is. It would, it, would be, it would be cool if Fireburn was in it, but it's disappointing that she's not. Yeah. Just because, just like, Golden Slipper and Oaks double. Mm. That would have been cool. Um. They were saying there's only been one horse in recent times to complete the South Australian and Queensland um, Oaks. Who was it? Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got no idea. I thought I complete um, blank, but I'm going to find it right now. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you were like quizzing me or something. It was Egg Tart. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. the Chris Waller thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Egg's heart. And then Youngstar, he went, he went back to back. The the Chris Waller horse that won two two oaks and then never ran past six hundred meters ever again. That's why he's your favourite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I reckon that just about does us for Saturday Australia. That will do. Uh, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Have you got anything sort of around the grounds? We know the European nah. flat season just kicked off. Anything there? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know anything about European European racing. I don't even do Sydney racing. True. Um, but but yeah, I didn't really like like anything at Ballarat. I mean, um, Pakenham Synthetic or or Geelong on Sunday. So I'll have a bit another look. But but um, but yeah, my best bet of the day at Flemington's uh, the two year old in the first from New Zealand. Um, and then my my better sort of value bet is Alakahan in the the next race. So. Hopefully we can get the cash early and we're off to a good start. Sweet. Oh, I've just got a couple in Sha Tin, Hong Kong corner. Um, it's really hot out there there at the moment, but there has been a few rainy days of late, so that is something to, to check on Sunday. It might be yielding. <laughs> Don't use that word. <laughs> they, that is saying a 50% chance of rain, so it is something you just have to monitor with Hong Kong. Um, the joke Will just made is obviously they're really bad with their track ratings. So um, the retrospective of their track ratings, if you're studying a race, is just shocking. You've got to go back and watch the replays and look at the actual times because a lot of the time it's a heavy eight and it'll say soft or it might even say mm-hmm. good a lot of the time. It's just it's shocking. Anyway, mm. bets. Race three is the Group 3 Lion Rock Trophy. We get to see Beauty Eternal step up to 1,600 metres um, for the first time. Oh, no, not for the first time, but oh, I would say it probably hasn't done it since early in the year. Um, it's been looking for 1,600 metres, but just hasn't been able to find find a race yet. It's one, one two back against Circuit Star, and then last start, oh, I think this was one of Zach's poorer rides. Got a long way back. I reckon he slaughtered it. Um, it was on a soft track as well. It was behind Red Lion. That form has stood up. Red Lion won again last week, stepping up. Sorry, he didn't step up in grade, but he carried the big 61 kilos, so that's a tick. Um, he gets in with 55.5 kilos here, so he's really well weighted. Uh, barrier three, tick. He's coming up against um, another beauty horse in Beauty Joy, who ran second to Golden 60 last start. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. And he does seem to have got his racing manners back on board, but he's got to give the favourite. I'm saying favourite. We don't know market yet, but Beauty Joy's got to give Beauty Eternal five and a half kilos. So Beauty Eternal will definitely go up favourite. Beauty Joy should go up second favourite, but I'm happy to side with the up-and-comer there. Uh, in race six, we've got a horse making its Hong Kong debut. Uh, it was X tex Mex. Bit of a rhyme there. Um, it won at Benalla by three lengths on debut here in Victoria. And it was sold straight to Hong Kong. It's been trialling nicely and Zach Purton goes on. So a bit of intent there. The negative is it's drawn out in 12. So just want to see what, what it sort of opens in the market. We'll know probably Sunday morning prices price-wise. Uh, race 7, we get to see the second best horse in Hong Kong go, go around in the Group 3 over 1,200 metres, the Sha Tin Vars. Lucky Swainess carries the big 61 kilos here. Um, all things equal, he'll go up a short price. He will just be winning. He's the best sprinter in Hong Kong by some margin now. 
His win last start was emphatic. Not everything went right. He still streaked away from him, one by three and a half lengths. Absolutely put Courier Wonder and Wellington to the sword. Wellington probably isn't the same horse he once was, but he's still a pretty good yardstick. Um, comes up against Victor the Winner here. So Victor the Winner, he's strung three three together now, and he's won four of his last five. He gets in with 52 kilos, draws one, will probably lead with Karis Teton on board. Um, so he will have a, a decent up-and-comer to, to run down, but all things equal, he, he probably should just be winning. And then race eight, uh, it's on the all-weather. And I think we want to be finding, like, there's a few class horses up the top of the weights, but especially with these all-weather races, I feel like we want to be finding those at the bottom of the weights. And the one I've circled is number 12, Youthful Deal. This horse uh, stepped up last start um, he went class, so he stayed in class three company and he won by nearly three lengths. That was on the all weather, sat second. He draws barrier five here and gets Vincent Ho. Vincent Ho's third in the Hong Kong Jockey Premiership behind Zach Purton and Hugh Bowman. Um, and he's really improved as a rider immensely this season, I, I, I think. And he's one of the lucky ones who can ride light. So it gets him with 53 kilos. Um, I think he can be winning again here. Goku win is probably the danger. It gets him well at the weights as well with 55 and a half. Um, just want to track what the what the odds are. But I feel like a few of these class horses at the top of the weights, like Computer Patch, Campione, Majestic Style, Purton, they will go up sort of inside double figures, hopefully. And that might mean we, we do get a price. So pretty happy to back 12 there. Might be a saver on the eleven. Nice. All right, that's it. What was your best bet again? The two-year-old in the first. Two-year-old in the first. Uh, podcast multi, you can just back it straight into Grey River because that is my best bet. Mm. Any, and what was your each way? Alakahan, in second. Alakahan. Playing putting early. The, putting the sword through any or no lays? Um, uh, I did have one. I forgot what it was, though. Um... Shit, what was it? Um, I'm laying Diagla. Maybe I'll lay. I think I think party for one. I don't. I don't want to really have an opinion in the race, but I thought party for one was way too short. I think I'll just go back from barrier thirteen. And the reason it won last time was because it went. It was a lot more forward. So um, I've got that race eight dollars the field. So don't have an opinion. But like, if I was going to lay one, then party for one and probably be it yeah sweet All right, I'll make Alakahan my best each way as well and I will lay Diagula mm. two questions to finish off the podcast Max Mini says uh, <laughs> futures bet segment have you taken any futures or can you give any punning advice for the spring for the punners I haven't no that's not really my thing but Ben it's not I've got a few um, I think I gave it out last week already, but um, Light Infantry is definitely coming for the Cox Plate. He will go to the mm. Queen Anne next start. He will be taken over by Kiramar and Dave Eusis. Um If you can get around 20 to 1, I still think it's a pretty good bet just because our weight for age ranks are so thin at the moment. Um, for the Caulfield Cup, we're on Kovalika, but his price has obviously gone after he won the Derby. I think... 
it's going to be interesting which way he goes, either handicap or wait for age. But the horse that really came onto everyone's radar last week was without a fight. His win was exceptional over 1,800 metres, showed a really good turn of foot. He actually ran the fastest last 200 metres of the entire day over 1,800 metres, and it was actually wasn't like a slow tempo or anything. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Do you reckon they'll go Cox Plate, or do you reckon they'll go Caulfield Cup with him? Uh, I don't know. They should go to the Caulfield Cup, but they'll probably go to the Cox Plate because it's a weak year. And uh, What's more? Is the Cox Plate more or the Caulfield Cup? They're both worth five mil. So. Oh, right. Well, it's a gelding, so I don't, would it really matter? I don't know. Maybe no. it does to their owners' egos and stuff like that. If yeah. I've got my Mooney Valley cap on, I'm saying, sure, come to the Cox Plate, but I just feel like the Caulfield Cup might be a better race for him. Mm. Well, he wouldn't get a massive weight either, I wouldn't imagine. No, 56 kilos, and he can win with that, 55. Yeah, he, he would. He's a good horse. He'd He'd win a... Crawford Cup, I think. Yep. Um, other bets, obviously, Cool and Gatto didn't jump out that well. I don't know if that is alarm bells or not, but Highfield Princess, you can sort of get $5, $6 in the King's Stand. Does that interest me? Potentially, it could. She'll, she'll drop in the weights off last start where she carried the penalty first up. She was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, that's Royal Ascot coming up soon. Um, Platinum Jubilee... Artorius will run in that. He'll be very interesting to see if he can better his performances of last year. Um, and then the obvious is obviously uh, Giga Kick. I, I think he can be, become the first horse to win the Everest and the Golden Eagle this year. So that'll be exciting. Wouldn't surprise me. They should go to um, Royal Ascot with Giga Kick, but they probably won't because he's a Golding. Yeah. There's just so much money to win here and there's nothing there. So... They won't yeah. go there, especially yeah, the as you said. Mm. All right, and the last question is from Ryan Deke, bit of an interesting character. He goes, "If you boys get gelded, would you would it make it better for your former analyst? Would it make I don't know it what better to say for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I've got no idea. What do you reckon, Ben? Probably less distractions. <laughs> yeah." Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's an interesting question. It's yeah, a very interesting well, question. Well, it would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, anyway. You need all the testosterone you can get, but so I wouldn't suggest yeah. it for you. Yeah. On that note, let's wrap up the podcast. It's been a it's been an indifferent one, obviously, with just us two, but Nico tells us you'll be on next week, punters, so Fear not, the great man will be back and he'll be throwing <laughs> punches left, right and centre. Bot's gotten away with murder the last couple of weeks and that one yeah, happened. Back in Crosshaven. <laughs> See you next week, punters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, college educated, she graduated. Any bill she can't front, her parents paid it. The show was far. You the only one with a car at your girlfriend's. But being that she's a big fan, of course she made it. Most girls wanna hide the fact that the thrill they chasing. But you just wanna get drunk tonight and fuck someone famous. So I just name a time and a place in your game for it. Value player, hotel room, meet you there. Walking on a dream. Traveling the world. Will I see you? <laughs> Trying different.
different drugs and girls. Yeah, we are always running for the thrill of it, thrill of it. Always pushing up the hill, searching for the thrill of it. All and all and all, we are calling out loud and Presidential view. Got a swimming pool in my living room. On stage in the